I just want you guys to know that currently at this moment, as I'm speaking, someone is biting my arm mm. as if it's a chew toy. Cold mart. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I'm going to push her off the couch. Well, she's about to fall. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> you get too much joy out of that. It's time for Who Watch, Time and Relative Blackness in Space. Hi, everyone. It's Bayana, Connie, and Robin coming to you live from the Time Vortex. We're continuing our Blue Ballot Box series, where we discuss one episode from each season of New Who based on our nominations and your votes. Today, we're discussing episode five of Doctor Who season two, Girl in the Fireplace, which I won. Collusion! <laughs> Collusion! Just had to put that in there. Just had to put that in there. In this episode... <clears throat> The doctor snogs Madame de Pompadour. Rose tries to fill the doctor's shoes, and Mickey goes on his first TARDIS trip. So, real quick before we go in, and like, this is actually my, one of my this is actually my favorite episode of the season. So it's kind and of that's funny. That's not saying much. No, it's not saying much, <laughs> but it's funny because I, I deliberately didn't choose this one as like the because I was trying to choose ones that like. Well, for season two, I was trying to choose one that wasn't one that I you know I was trying to choose a good one, but like. So there are less there are less choices in season two, but generally I was trying to choose ones that I didn't Our like. Our other choices were uh, New Keep Earth, which is Earth. great. New Earth is great, and Keep and Claw. What I'm saying is that like of the what I'm saying is of the especially like one off because I like the Rise of the Cybermen like that two parter or whatever of season two. Yeah, I like in terms of season two, I was my like I was like I'm just gonna choose a good one, but I didn't want to choose like my favorite one because I was trying to do I'm trying to do ones that like either I haven't seen very much or are not usually the ones that I'll, like, go back to. Mm-hmm. But it makes it harder to- other than being salty that I didn't win, I actually <laughs> like this episode a lot, so I wasn't that upset. Right. I, I- couldn't watch any of them. So when Robin pulled out her video uh, <laughs> endorsement <laughs> video and was, like, targeting targeted campaigns to our, 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 TARDIS, friend, our TARDIS friends, I was like, well... Girl gotta do. I ain't gonna escalate because I could watch any of these, but there's some ones in the future. I actually don't remember what we've nominated for the future episodes, but um, <laughs> there, I'm sure there are some ones in the future that I will want to work very hard to not have to not watch. watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I just like shout all three of us out for not choosing Love and Monsters? Man. Dear her. Ooh. Ooh. Shout out to us. We Ooh. truly are definitely gentle, gentle people we, we love and ourselves. scholars. <laughs> Definitely would have won. Oh, yeah. At what cost? At what cost? cost? (laughs) It is now perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Um, Where we don't have to suffer for our art of this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And just a reminder that we can never open up nominations for the audience to uh, (laughs) vote on. Because we know y'all. We know. We know y'all. Y'all are These are the ones we choose because we may or may not. We can watch them. We can watch mm-hmm. them. Mm, there are some of them that y'all picked. There are some like, that I, that's true. There's one that I picked that I definitely. <laughs> I'm still going to regret. Shooketh by that. But and I know spoiler, we're going to win. I know you're going to win. No, we don't. Yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We'll leave it. But it wasn't le- not Love and Monsters. And so, really, like, shout out to Pass Us for having. The wherewithal <laughs> to not do something so as damaging as watching that would have been for us. Mm-hmm. Whew, it would have just been an endless scream. <laughs> it would have been if we had. I, I tried to do a rewatch. Like I mean, it was a couple years ago now. Um, I think in preparation for when, like, whatever the original iteration of Tarvis was going to be, I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. watch all the episodes and I'm not going to skip any. And I did really well, and then I got to Love Monsters, and I got five minutes in, and I was and like... And you're like, nope! He's like, I don't have to do this. Like, it was, that was the moment <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's an arbitrary rule. Yeah. 
<laughs> Who came up with this? Who said oh, that? Right, me. Who's okay, that? great. <laughs> yeah, this episode is very Moffity. It is Oof. so Moffity. I actually, though, you know, it is very Moffity. Um, there are a lot of like, oh, we should have seen everything coming, coming. <laughs> but it's also like, so I did, I still saw a lot of RTD in this. Um, mostly in like, it's so campy and like mm. 10 is great in camp, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's so big. <laughs> yeah. Everything's so big. That's great. Yeah. The it's horse like- named Arthur. Just. So they, cool. yeah. we start in the 18th century, right? I literally just watched it. Well, it, opens, it opens up in the 18th yeah. century, yeah. Yeah, so we meet baby Renette, and, or no, adult Renette, <clears throat> and she's yeah. um, like, it's time, doctor, come to me. And she's like speaking through a fireplace, and I'm like, this is not Hogwarts, lady. Um, but isn't together. it? It might be. Flu network. It might Flu. Be. It might be. Um, so she's trying to flu the doctor um, and call her to him, and then we realize that they've landed in the 51st century, which my first thought was, River! Because I'm river oh, trash. Um, <laughs> but At least you know yourself. I do know myself. Um, but also I found it interesting that we were never in the present. It's like a rare episode. They don't do this too often, where they're all, both in the future and in the past. Um, so I found that really interesting when we got there. And Mickey. I, I think I like this episode so much. I mean, there are a couple of reasons, but I like I think watching it now and like knowing what I know about the future mm. of Doctor Who, mm. um, it was really funny to watch and be like, oh, okay, I've seen that. I see that. That comes back up again. That comes back up again. But like, it, it didn't bother me, I don't think. It was more like this is how... Because I feel like it was done well contained within that episode. Um, my favorite part about this episode are the time windows. Like that's that's my shit. So, like I like I honestly like the reason why I the re- like obviously like it's a show about time travel. So like every episode is something to do with time travel. But the fact that we like hop back and forth and there's like this whole like mechanism and like way that we do this and he keeps going back and like he's on a spaceship and now he's in pre-revolutionary France and it's just mm-hmm. great. I love it. <laughs> It's awesome. Mayana also knows herself. Mayana. <laughs> it's like, time I'm travel just like, trash. I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, awesome. like, if they did, they could do it again with a different storyline, and I'd be all here for it. Like, I'm just like, let's go. Time wow. yeah. Fair. Yeah. But we have to, we have to acknowledge this. The TARDIS could have fixed all of this. Yes. They mentioned, absolutely. there's a line in it where it's just like, well, the TARDIS, we're, we're a part, part of, of events thing. now. We're part of events now. And, and I'm like, like that's no, never stopped you before. That doesn't make ten. sense. Yeah. Like, not even any other doctor, just 10. That's literally never stopped you before. Yeah. There were a couple moments like that where I was like, y'all could just use a TARDIS. You're just trying to ignore it. It's yeah, fine. It's like, fine. I, I see it. It's okay. I know I you see it. I would have liked it better, though, if the line was like, can we get the TARDIS? And, like, he was just like, no, we're having fun. This is fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you could just be like, oh, self-imposed rule or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the we're part of, like, trying to make it seem as though that's like a hard and fast rule or something like but even, but even still like i don't see how that would have prevented them them being a part of events wouldn't i don't this makes sense it wouldn't have prevented them from just they've been traveling back in time to the 18th century just use the tardis to travel back in time to the 18th century you're still a part of events of events yeah. right still you know still but like happy. who cares we're jumping through space windows <laughs> with a horse like i just i don't, I don't care <laughs> Like, I definitely wrote it down as, like, mm, probably not. But, like, I don't care because we just crashed through a damn mirror. And, that's <laughs> I'm and you're in. I'm, just, I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and that's what I'm saying, too. It's like, I was in, too. I just, like, that line, and that is a very Moffat thing. Like, this throwaway line, which is, like, that's not a rule. <laughs> you said the thing. Does not make that a rule. What are you talking about? Like, just say, no, I'm having fun. Or don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like, don't bring up the fact, because I, w- I would much rather Rose have never said, let's go to the TARDIS, and we, as an audience, were just like, you know, they could have just used the TARDIS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. As opposed to, like, what it seems like is, like, in the writing room, or as he's writing it, because there's not, like, a, I don't know how their rooms work. I'm assuming there's not a writer's room, because how would half, 
how how would some of these episodes ever? <laughs> anyway, well, I was- <laughs> while he's writing it, I'm sure he's like, oh, the audience is gonna just wonder mm-hmm. why we don't use a TARDIS, so I I'm gonna... was looking it up, and apparently that happened on set, because David Tennant <laughs> was like, you know he could just use the TARDIS, right? So it, was, <laughs> it happened in production, <laughs> not okay. pre-production. Oh. <laughs> if, if TV Tropes is to be believed. So I think it was yeah. actually a last-minute thing, because Tennant was like, guys... You know, um, we have the TARDIS been sitting here the whole time. Like it's, it's just here is like... It's on yeah. set. <laughs> and it's not like they walk by it. They right. walk by it so it's not times. like they. It's not like they. It's in, the in a different room, and they like keep forgetting it's there. It's like literally. Right, it, didn't in get, the like, scene. it didn't explode and get like siloed off into another <laughs> right. place. Yeah. In the ship. You know that yeah, happens. Walked them out. It could have walked them out. Yeah. Right. It could have been like, or, like it could have landed them in the 51st century, but then the TARDIS was in the 18th. Like there are other ways they could have had fun yeah. with that. But anyway, um, also they mentioned the TARDIS. In order to for the translation circuit, which I thought was yeah fascinating, um, because well, like, I mean, uh, but she yeah. is speaking English, and it's like nah. But I thought oh, the part that I actually thought was fascinating was that the doctor knows, and I guess maybe just because of context, but he was like, no, she's speaking French, and so it's like, does he always is he always vaguely aware that they're not speaking English, whereas like all of our like human characters are aware or not aware until it's pointed well, out to them? Yeah, because he's not speaking English. Yeah, oh. presumably. Oh, yeah, you're right. So at this point, he's used to that because yeah, because when he goes back, he would have to still be speaking. He yeah, I mean, maybe he English knows how to speak French English. To her. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I'm sure he knows how to speak baby and horse. Yeah, like, I'm sure <laughs> he, he knows how to speak shit, horse. Then but... Do you know how to speak horse in this episode? Maybe it's not mentioned, yeah. but probably. I mean, he knew that the horse's name was Arthur, so. Yeah, <laughs> but also yeah. The thing about the but also the thing about like Mickey about this like and you know we'll get to Mickey stuff a little bit further. But like I did like that we it's like another moment to introduce things mm. and it happens quicker mm-hmm. than it would normally. But this is like Mickey's first time in the TARDIS and like it's a good time to you know or not not stuff. necessarily. He usually does stuff on Earth, so it's his first time like in time. Um, and so, or like, you know, or in space. So it's just like cool for him to like, it, it's kind of like a refresher. Mm-hmm. Cause at this yeah. point we've kind of all we've learned new, I guess we've done like the regeneration at this point and that's like the new stuff we've learned, but this is like another moment for us to be like, okay, yeah, we're hearing it in English because you know, mm-hmm. translation circuit, whatever. And I think it also gives Rose, like Rose is not really in this episode, like she is, but like mm-hmm. she she doesn't really have an arc in the same way. Right. But it gives her space to kind of do the doctor thing, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, she, and she's also like, but also in a very like Rose way. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You know? Are they technically together in this episode, Rose and Mickey? I don't think so. Because I was I just think- very, obviously we skipped around and I haven't watched I skip around season two a lot because wow. oh, these episodes are trash um, <laughs> but uh, so I'm never really clear on when they're together and when they're like just hanging and I, I think, think that that's I feel like they're always, town, they're always just hanging mm-hmm. yeah I think I, by Boomtown I think that's when Mickey was like I'm done but like he's not really done but that's mm-hmm. when he was like I, I peep game I see what you're doing Right, um, I, honestly, but he was also very much like, "I see what you're doing, but I'm gonna still come when you call anyway." Yeah, because they so were they're very, not together together, but because mm-hmm, she was very obviously jealous of the of Madame de Pompadour, and but also very like physical with Mickey. Like she was the acting choices in terms of like their physical interactions was very like a mixture of we were together but also we're best bros mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like she had like her hand arm around his like neck and stuff in a very like we're best buds kind of way which always was the case like even in the first episode it was very it wasn't s- intimate but like we're close but you're just my bro <laughs> yeah. to me um so it was just fascinating to watch that because having skipped the episodes where they identify what they are or aren't. I was just like, I can't tell. I think no, but again, yeah. it's always been no on her behalf. I was going to say, like, I think that it's only semi-defined, and I still think it, it's 
I think she purposefully keeps it up in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not until the next two episodes um, when they go into the alternate dimension that Mickey is finally like, you know what? I'm going to like stay where I'm needed and like wanted. And that's kind of when it like splits splits. And who knows what happens when she gets there for like good. Right. Um, but she's well, actually, yeah, we do. She just spends all her time like looking for the doctor. Cause she died. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's definitely like just the, <coughs> they very clearly have history but she's not really about it. But it's very much like it's not a square. But it's like a love chain. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why would it be a square? It, well, because there's four of them. But that's what I'm saying. It's not, Madam. Madam De Pompadour. Oh, in this co- okay, in this, yeah. this episode, yeah. yeah, it's a love chain. It's like Mickey <laughs> loves Rose, who loves the Doctor, who loves Madam De Pompadour, which is also Louis. weird. But like, we'll get to that. Yeah. And she kind of loves him, but also loves King Louis. So it just keeps going. Yeah. Who also has a wife. So, like, we just want to keep, wanna keep moving life. on. France. It's, it's six, <laughs> we're, like, six people deep and, like, whatever. You know, It cool. beats that way sometimes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, um, so, speaking of Madame de Pompadour, I just find it so funny. I think it's worse with ten though that he really gets into these historical women he like has madame de pompadour elizabeth the first mickey mentions cleopatra like i know that the other doctors also have their little historical love affairs but i feel like 10 is i don't think it's more than 11 Hmm. i think that wait 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 it's way more than 11 because 11 has river no we're talking about historical people didn't he? Didn't he marry Marilyn Monroe? And That's then there right. was also uh, um, Nefertiti. But still, <laughs> then there's Elizabeth Nefertiti. was also an accident. <laughs> he was, and then there is there, like it. I, don't, I wouldn't say that it's more. I'd say they're about on the same mm. par, <laughs> to be honest. And okay. I think that that's a Moffat thing because I think he likes yeah. to because like you know everybody likes to name drop like historical, historical. figures, but yeah. often every I feel like every time it's a woman, it's in relation to like a relationship or at the very least sex, which is a thing that I just realized and is something that should probably be unpacked for. Yeah. But like, we don't have to do that now. <laughs> I mean, there's well, dancing in this episode, say... which is code word for sex. So there's what you said dancing in this episode, which oh. is code word for sex. Is it on the show? Yeah. The doctor is dance and the everybody's like, dances. I can't. <laughs> it's like, cause it's, it's always so dramatic. It's like, Will you dance with me? And then yo, it's like really. No. <laughs> it doesn't just do a little jig, a little two step. your life, like it don't Wait. have to be extra. Everyone knows this. Yes. Well, I didn't. I didn't necessarily know it until Connie said it. But when she said it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, from the episode the doctor dances, which is all a big metaphor for the fact. Yeah, they're like, it. do you dance? Because it's a didn't. Oh. I can't. I <laughs> oh, it's been a long time since I watched it. Go here, y'all. I don't I thought <laughs> you know, Captain Jack can can do a jig. I'm just he I'm really okay. can. He, I'm doing. He accepts any they dance partner. Dance. He's like, look, Rose, I'm dancing. He's like, oh, you can't see because it's a podcast. But yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah. It's like it's it's. Uh, it's just a lot but <laughs> which is also a Moffat thing <laughs> yeah well I mean like specifically with the like and maybe maybe it's not maybe it's just a who thing I no, you know I mean the don't. doctor dances is a Moffat episode oh yeah 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 no that's a Moffat episode yeah, yeah yeah sorry I was meaning like the the um the historical figures mm-hmm. oh I just feel like that's a thing thing yeah. I don't know that that's specifically him it just comes but, up yeah. a lot with Ted on screen more. I think a lot of 11s are off screen, which is why it's, yes. nice. it's more yeah. in the back of my mind. Definitely. It's mostly just, like, referenced. Mm-hmm. Yep, if you go to the TARDIS Wikia, um, according to the Doctor, the human race has a focus on breeding with aliens by then, using dancing as a euphemism for sex. <laughs> it's, like, in the description of the episode on the wiki. <laughs> Whoever danced. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I mean, I think... Okay. <laughs> it's just so like I. I mean, Rose you know, is trying I, to teach the Time Lord how to dance, but he's having trouble remembering how. <laughs> my oh my. <laughs> okay, let's get back to this episode. 
in which he dances to... with Madame de Pompadour. She invites him to dance, and then he goes off and he returns completely wasted. I actually am curious how long he was there. Five and a half hours. Not no, no but that's at the end. But also, that's um, on Rose's side. He could have been there much longer. He, the time wasn't the oh, same. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm curious as to how long he was hanging out with her there. No. Well, no, he was just there for the party. So that's, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. They probably. I could have sworn it was five and a half hours. That's at the end when he when he's trying to get back. Always wait five and a half. Oh, okay. Yes, at the very end. All right. The party, I though. I just watched that. I just watched it. <laughs> the party was when he basically ditched them. Yeah. He was like, go back to the ship. And she was like, you trying to dance? And he was like, right now, who all going to be there? And so that's <laughs> what happened. And so then did, they danced. He did say that. Things that I'm forever grateful for for this um, episode is I did not realize that Madame du Pompadour was a real person. Mm-hmm. A historical figure. And the way he like said it, and I, I figured this out a previous, previous watch. Because, like, the way he was like, I just snogged Madame du Pompadour. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Sure, sure bruh. Like, you've also, like, snogged the queen. So why are we, you know, um, super excited about this one? So I think that that was, like, very cool. And then in a very funny twist of fate, I guess. I don't know. She shows up in Casanova. Which David Tennant is in. Hmm. I found I watched afterwards, but hmm. yeah, I was like doing my Googles on Madame de Pompadour. I didn't, you know, she's she seemed cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was you like, oh, I learned that Pompadour there. is a place. Um, today I learned that Pompadour today. is a place um, and not just a hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously I know she wasn't named Madam of this hairstyle I understood yeah. that Pompadour comes from her, her but yeah. I hadn't been sure where Pompadour came from I wasn't sure if it was like a, a euphemism for something you know like Madam of the Shields or something you know something that mm-hmm. she did or was involved in rather than like they literally na- needed to title her so they named her after the place you know they gave her a title yeah. of this place um, so that's what I learned today I learned mm. nothing else. Uh, oh, I also learned that the black woman who's hanging out with Renette, uh, it was Guinevere on Merlin, which I did not watch, but I appreciated that both shows... <gasps> I <were> love her! <laughs> I appreciated that both shows oh, were like, black people existed in this time that white people didn't think they existed. Not to give... I mean, Even though they built everything. Right. Who doesn't ner- deserve that many cookies for it, but... I just was like, oh, hey, she's black. And then I Googled her and I was like, oh, hey, she was black in that other thing. <laughs> yeah. She was also black another time. <laughs> <laughs> she was historically black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I just kind of, I guess, getting into Madame de Pompadour and the doctor dancing. Mm. Um, it, it's, it, gets, it gets weird, <clears throat> awkward. Listen, um, it starts weird. And he Pompadour. shows up in her bedroom and, and at nine. Right, because she's nine years old. Um, seven, nine? I don't know. She's a child. I don't know. She's nine. She's I, I, I don't know. Seven, eight, nine. I don't know. She's young. She's, she's a child. She's the child. She's not yet in her double digits at the mm-hmm. very least. Mm-hmm. And he he talks to her twice as a kid, mm-hmm. and like you know, kids are impressionable. Ain't like this is her imaginary friend. It's a very it's a very Amy White, Amy <laughs> pre Amy, mm-hmm. Amy, Amy zero. And then she, they pop up again, and she's, it's not clear, because they have, it's a very quick interaction, maybe like 18, 19. Yeah. And then his first thought isn't like, yo, that was the girl that I was just talking to two seconds ago. Right. He, he finds out she's Madame de Pompadour, and he's like, well, shit, look at me, I'm out here big balling, but not like, wow, that was like a literal <laughs> child, not five minutes ago for me. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like he, he completely forgets that very quickly. He literally and sees her, and he's and like, she, she has grown. grown. at that point because she gets married at nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. then, yeah, historically, right? Um, but she's like with her mom, getting ready to go somewhere. So I think she's getting like, ready, I think, to go to court. To court, yeah. So yeah, but it's just it's very it's very gross. 
Yeah. Like, oh man, we should have had Nicole on this episode. She doesn't. She doesn't like this episode. But also, I know, because a lot because of it is because of this. Which, which I get, right? Because like, like again, like I said, like my favorite part of this episode <laughs> is really Madame de Pompadour. Like she, she cute. Her outfits are like man, fashion <laughs> on point. But like really, it's they're time historically for accurate. Yeah, they're you know fire but the time windows are what i'm here for yeah it's just it's really not it's it's not good like i can i can see you know given and we even see it with amy like you know it's in the, you're a child and this like fantastic dude comes through and he's like magic and he's doing all this weird shit and then you know there are monsters and he vanquishes them or whatever and like vanquish and like how in your head like that could leave an impression and like sure her kissing him at that point is like weird but like okay and that's on her him not being like whoa 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 whoa. and it's one of the rare times he like really kisses back like a lot of the times when they show the doctor being kissed he's like either frozen or he stops it and they very clear with with like Right, like, mm-hmm. with Amy, he's like, no, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. And then, like, there, you know, even Elizabeth I is sort of just like, what's happening? Um, so this is one of the few times we see him reciprocate the kiss, and they zoomed in, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and he, he was very, they played it as, like, a love story. By the uh-huh. end, like, he's, mm-hmm. like, grieving, Completely like, he lost his mm-hmm. one true love. And I'm like, y'all really only know, you only really know her for a day. Yeah. Yeah. And time. she doesn't see you like maybe five times over the span of her entire life. So let's yeah. like and like when he sees her when she's young, it's very quick. Yeah, like he doesn't know anything. About it's her it's personality. very much it's very much an Amy thing where he like shows up and then he leaves. He comes back again five minutes later, and he she's like that was months ago, right? And then he leaves again, and then she's like eighteen, eighteen, right? And then he yeah. doesn't. I guess well, she kisses him. And so, but he was already like, ooh, she hot. And then she right. kisses him, but then he figures out that it's Madame de Pompadour. So he was already into her before he knew who she was, was, and that he mm-hmm. knew stuff about her. But then he's just in love with the idea of what she will become, I think, yeah. mm-hmm. at that point, yeah. which is also interesting to unpack yeah. because it's like he only, he knows what she will do in the future and he's like into that part but then also into the physical part that she was just there. My brain hurts and my (laughs) and I'm I'm sick. Because he's like she's a courtesan and she's and great gardens and yada yada. And meanwhile Rose is over here like so am I just chopped liver? Like you gonna come home late you know while I'm being arrested you know arrested by some clockwork people and you want to show up late to dinner like i can do the math the receipt says that there was said that you said there was six of y'all but i count only two (laughs) she was counting receipts like whitney houston while laying there and the droid was like can you please just give me my lady my lady's brain yeah (laughs) gross Time windows. <laughs> <laughs> but also, fun fact, David Tennant and Sophia Miles dated after this episode. Well, I mean... David Tennant was getting his. He has a thing for blondes. <laughs> oh, no. That's fine. Can we... He marries a blonde. I'm just saying, like, he was using Doctor Who as a dating service, and I am <laughs> a little bad at it, but oh, also not that bad at it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, it's just meeting someone at work. Like, you know? all the actors and yeah. actresses come through. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't know, seem like, like... Come on, man. I mean, he's I... He's charismatic. He's yeah. very charismatic. <laughs> I agree with that. I, like I said, I'm not mad at him. I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. And why are you disappointed? I just feel like... What's there to be disappointed about? Yeah, he so was on that show for how long? That's like his life for how long? And you just meet. It's not like it's the same people he don't see every day. They popped up for one episode, and you were like, "Oh, you cute. Let's go on a date." Oh, snap! Like I might make you my <laughs> wife. I just feel like <laughs> it's not it's like, like he's preying on them. And the and the CEO is like, "Oh, you cute. Let's go on a date." No, he's not the CEO. He no. basically is. And he's just not. actors, Moffat, actors I mean, get RTD together the all CEO. the time. I don't understand why it's weird for him to yeah. like date someone on a I show mean, that he's, he's on for five CEO. plus he's like years. The, he's like the the face of the. He's the CMO. He's the chief marketing officer. Like he's just like the also, face of the whole thing. No, I don't, it's fine. I don't think that we should go into it even more. I'm just, I'm just I don't think that it's weird. It's like a thing that actors do all the time. They just they meet each other on in the movie set. 
when they're there for months. I you don't know how long months. that they were. And also, you don't know how long they knew. They might have known each other before. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm there saying. Of, there's only five of them in the whole island, in the whole, <laughs> in the whole country. <laughs> and you want to be mad they date each other. It's only five. <laughs> so I'm like, what else are they going to do? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's not that weird. I don't think it's weird. I, I think it's... It, just because something isn't weird or something is done doesn't mean that I'm, like, all about it. I, personally. Well, I mean, he didn't ask you. <laughs> I know he didn't. I and I'm saying actual problem. That might be the actual <laughs> problem. Probably <laughs> like, he should ask. He should. <laughs> you should have to clear it with someone. <laughs> he might have. Anyway, his I freckles know. were on point this episode, and we can say <laughs> that and move on. They were, like, panning on his face, and I was just like, wow, he has freckles. <laughs> also, his, he's yeah. so charming. He and had he, a well. He, he had a couple he, wells. Mm, and a yeah. ha. Mm, he, he had a good her. ha. He had a good ha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Madame de Pompadour is the original girl who waited, because she waits. Because mm. the doctor did not, one, realize, one, not only do you have a time machine, but also oh you God. could just... You can just pull her through the fireplace right now. That one, that one was really the one. Like, the other one where Rose Absolutely. was like, why can't we use the TARDIS? We're Absolutely. a part of events. I can like, understand I that. was like, that'll make sense, but, like, fine. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll go along with it. But the last one, I was like, just pull her this is just some bullshit. Then you put this her is in just the for Moffat to put his, like, sad little <laughs> spin on it where it didn't really have to be that way. You know what I mean? He was right. like, let's... So I'm like, he could have been, like, pack a bag, or he could have just been, like, come through the thing exactly. with me right now. Or he, he could have been like, pack a bag. He told her to he told her to pick a star, and then came back the way, knowing that the way that he was going to come back was unreliable. He could have right. just been like, "Hey, y'all, we're going in the TARDIS. Right, we gonna pick hey, up. Hey, I haven't seen you in five and a half hours. Gang, gang, let's go. We got to go pick up Madame Pompadour, and yeah, then and drop the y'all car. off because you know third wheels <laughs> and all that. It's like I figured, like, you know, she would he would show up in the TARDIS while she's looking at the star she picked. Like, right. yeah, he is. And then they just go off on one adventure and we, you know, we don't have to see the adventure. I don't really care about that part. You know what I mean? But she hops on and then hops back off and she's like, wow, that was great. Thanks, doctor. I'm going to live my life now. Instead, we just get him like all sad. He's a little sad puppy dog. Well, I mean, once he gets the letter, once he sees that she, he comes back and she's dead, that's it, right? Like that's kind of known. She can't, he doesn't like hop back except for that one time. My head 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 is that he could have. But I don't think in the I don't narrative, think he I don't think he does. But in my mind, like whenever she wrote that letter, could have been two days before she died. In theory, he she could write the letter, leave it, and then it never gets to him. Like he just knows he can't take it. Like he could go back and see her one last time before she dies, and then he goes off and lives his life. But she has well, already written the letter. Back to the time when she he could still go back to the time when he told her to pick a star and pack a bag. Like, he could have gone there, seen her die, or seen that she died, and then gone back to the TARDIS and been like, okay, we go pick her up right. in the time. Because nothing in the letter precludes the fact that, like, they hung out more. That, like, it exactly. Ex- it doesn't exclude it, you know? So right. it's like... And I, but I also think that he probably... Well, she said back. she's waiting for him. Yeah, but that could, she could still be waiting. He could have been like, oh, we're going to go on this one trip, I'm going to drop him back off, and then I'm going to go on my own thing again. He could, You know what I mean? Like, he could... Yeah. He, he leaves lots of people waiting but like mm-hmm. honestly i but i do think that he didn't do that correct and i think it has to do with who he is as a, like especially around that time where he's just like people die people fade he's like so i don't lonely i'm angel. lonely i you know it's very like angsty and like it's wonderful <laughs> for me can we talk about the watcher. angel but 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 like the point though is what i'm saying is like i feel like it reminds more so than her, him being upset at her death, because, like, for him, that doesn't necessarily have to be the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more his reminder that, like, the people that he's around are mortal and, like, will yeah. die and fade. And so he's like, okay, I'm moving on because I don't want to be reminded yeah. that, like, she's going to die. And I think it's but also it's a, a fact of, like, distancing himself because he's already in deep. But if he goes back to find her, it'll be too deep and then he'll still right. lose her regardless. Exactly. So it's like, I'm going to let her go now while I can. Yeah, and, and however much he starts taking, like, that'll mess up time, too. Like, it's it's a lot of, like, if he's just like, oh, I'm just going to keep coming back. Yeah. She's going to keep disappearing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Hey, guys, guess what? Chicken butt. My brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I buy all of that. I, I don't buy, and I know, like, you know, Hollywood or TV or whatever, but, like, you really, like, you just met her. So, like, <laughs> what do you mean he can't go back or can't leave and it's too, your heart's not broken. Like, you, you don't know her. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that's what I thought. I don't think that his sadness is about her. I think it's about him. Mm. which is like fucked up. But I think because he doesn't really know her, but again, it's a reminder of like his situation, not necessarily about her dying. It's and just he like everyone. Die. Die. It just takes but a it's, while. And out of I know, but it's <laughs> but exactly. But still, even though it does take a while and he regenerates and all these kind of things, it he's still living a much longer life yeah. than all these other, than these humans. Right. And so these are the people that he's chosen to, you know, hang out with. This whole episode <laughs> is built on a Moffat trope of, if this thing is broken, then what is that? Because at the beginning, it's just like, well, if this clock is broken, what's making that ticking sound? And I feel like that's a thing Moffat loves. Of like, he loves a like. If this is he a loves sta- that this is a- like, like very like thing that you don't think about, like right, very basic Wi-Fi. everyday thing. <laughs> Wi-Fi, the eight, statues, like, statues if the statue, if the apple, <laughs> <laughs> like, if, the, if the space, he has another one too. have two heads. Then, oh, silence. Yeah. Uh, like looking yeah. away. Like it's always all these like little, all these things. Yeah. He just loves to be like, okay, but what if it was sinister? And you're right. like, okay. But also cool. what if this thing is broken? Like if this thing, if that thing is broken, then what are we looking at? Just yeah. like to freak you out, because mostly it's just the the statues in the cave in Time of the Angels, where it's mm-hmm. like they have two heads. Why do all these statues have one? Dun dun dun! It's such a good reveal. Oh, oh my god! It listen. was yeah. They worked that one very well. It was good. They were angels the time. Oh my god! They played themselves so hard. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we didn't pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> not on our season five list because it's a double episode but we'll get to it one day there will be another hiatus and we'll figure out how to get it's to it it's a good line and a good episode absolutely it's just good. this episode also has that same trope also this episode yes. was nominated for a nebula and one a hugo so i'm like is that why moth returns to these tropes over and over again He's no, like this works that's for me not why. <laughs> that's not why it's not because he didn't think first of all that anyone would notice which i didn't for a very long time so yeah. like you know kudos to him but also i think that like it's probably just the things that he like i feel like a lot of times writers have specific things that they're really interested in mm. and like specific mm. things they're interested in exploring name usually it's not usually it's not so um obvious like i think the only reason it's it, i think the only reason I, at least for me it took a while for me to peep that that's what was happening or at least to like draw parallels between this episode and like Moffat's overall run is because there's a lot of time in between and a whole lot of episodes and he has more time to do things. But I just, I feel like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of, maybe this is like his play playing ground. Yeah. Like I think his, in his, his bag episodes, in where this episodes that he has um, within RTD's run then gives him like, I like it's like okay I want to try this here if it works then maybe I'll expand it do it bigger or like if I like it whatever because I think that there's still things from like the one the doctor dances the the empty child and then um silence in the library even blink like they there are certain things that he uses in those that then like he just expands upon in his own run and like for better or worse I feel like they they hit harder for me in the in the individual episodes most of the time but yeah, I just think that it's like, those are the things that he's interested in exploring. Some of those things I'm like, you could probably leave, but those are just like what he likes, I guess. I also think too, that a lot of it is off is that it's true. Um, but then also as he goes on, he puts too much on his plate. So then he goes back to these things and he's lazier with them. So right. then they stand out yeah, as like, oh my God, we've done this. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I think especially towards the end, the repeats are much closer together. Yeah. So really, you can notice it versus like the River and Amy thing with Madame de, Madame de Pompadour. Like, I didn't really think about that until right. a few rewatches in that I was like, oh, but because it was so far apart and they're separate, you know, they're separate characters and different situations or whatever. And they're not interacting with each other. And, exactly. Yeah. And I also think that like, with Moffat, there is again, there's a laziness and uh, and I don't want to say lazy because he wasn't lazy. He was decidedly 
overworked. Doing the most. Doing too many things at once. Too many things. Um, And not knowing how to delegate properly or whatever. But he falls back on these tropes a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And because he's overworked and stretched too thin, they're not as... Like, I think that this episode, he does a very good job of, like, setting those tropes up. And, oh, it's... If that clock is broken, then what are we hearing? Um... He does it, like, you know, the one time, and then the clock is, like, then you're kind of looking out for it. Same thing with, like, the angels, like, in Blink, when he, like, does the reveal of what an angel is, like, tell me that the rest of, like, the time whenever they would pass by a statue, you weren't, like, wait a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I would pass by a statue. When I, I'd exactly, when I pass by a statue, I'd be like, mm, let me not blink. And so he did them, and he seated them very well, um... And so they also are kind of the things that stand out in your mind, like the Vashonarada and the, and the shadows. Like, I would I was walking around look, counting shadows for a while, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, like, because he does them really well in RTD's run, <laughs> we're also, someone's like... Someone's over him and can control him. <laughs> him in. But we're also, like, we're looking for those things then, you know? Because they, yeah. like, stand out in our mind. Yeah, once you see totally. an episode is written by Stephen Moffat, you know, like, what you're about to get into, and so you're looking for it harder. Yeah. And I think that's also why I say for better or worse, because, like, obviously, like, his the way that he's approached it has done, like, on the one hand, we've gotten a lot of really good episodes, but then we also get things like the King of France talking about, she waited for you, you know how women are. Like, it's just like a bad, it's like, you get the good and you get the bad, yeah. and you're like, uh, why? Because that was a mess. You didn't have yeah. to say that. There was it's no so funny, to too, because that. when I started watching Doctor Who, I would, like you said, like I would see Stephen Moffat's name and I'd be like, yes! Right. Like, this is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. And and it's also like that fall from, like, he, I, <laughs> yeah. I think he was I had, so far up that, in our minds, too, is that yeah. the, the, when, it, when you start to notice it, the fall is harder. And it's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, we were liking all of these things and they're still not bad. It's just you start to notice the flaws even in the good stuff. Whereas yes. before you could see it with the rose colored glasses or whatever. But once you start to notice it and once it starts to get worse, then even going back is hard. And so it's hard yeah, to color enjoy everything. It yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like even like, seasons one and two of Sherlock, seasons one. <laughs> seasons one the first three episodes one to, to an extent but I mean yeah. I was it, at the one point I was like you gave me Benedict Cumberbatch and you took him away that's <laughs> that's you know yeah. art art <laughs> art <laughs> performance art or something it was something it was something mm. but yeah so I think that that's kind of also the case is that he he put him his his he he did very good work and put himself up on a pedestal mm. or we put him on that pedestal I don't know but Both. the fall the fall was rough. It was rough there were a lot of broken bones <laughs> indeed Mickey moments I found out for the first time paying attention in this rewatch that he actually does go back in time. It only only for a second. Right. Yeah, it's very brief. He steps out. He steps into 18th century France and is just like, I'm good. (laughs) Goes right back. We gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really what it was. The first time he has a gun and he's looking around, he's like, We gotta go. And the second time he's like, Hey, Rose, we gotta go. Again, he realized he landed in 18th century France and was like, I'm good, let's go. Because he, yeah. he, he, know, he, you know, he would follow Rose if she was like, We're gonna go exploring because that's what they do on the ship. She's just like, You know, I don't mm-hmm. listen to the doctor, right? He's just like, You don't. And she's like, No. And she goes off and he's like, I'm gonna come to it. And I'm like, You two Gryffindors, like, <laughs> I need y'all to stop. <laughs> but he did take that gun. He did. So he was like an ice gun. They didn't know how to use it. And but, he was, you know. the doctor was like, No, <laughs> it was a fire it's a extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. <laughs> but, you know, Mickey was like, But it's an ice job. gun, though. It's fine. I know the truth. I yeah. know the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I appreciated it because, like, so we didn't watch, obviously, we didn't watch the episode before, but. A lot of times, like, leading up to this, Mickey has been, like, I like him and the Doctor have been really antagonistic. I'm like, I don't want to go with you. 
Like, he's the guy in the chair when they are, like, in the present, but it's mostly for Rose and not so much for the Doctor. And I think at one point, maybe it was after, I want to say Christmas Invasion, where the Doctor invites Mickey, and Mickey is like, nah, don't let me, I'm not doing it. And so then when Rose asks Mickey, the Doctor's like, nah, you can't, like, they have, like, this understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's, it's after their adventure with Sarah Jane that he's like, you know, I could, like... Do this. I could do this. Like, yeah, as well try it out. Yeah, and he was he was helpful and he was braver than he thought he was and you know all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so he got you know, I think he wanted to prove something to himself and to Rose by that point. Yeah, because For sure. like he'd already been like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> but he's also like out of his depth at the same time. Yeah. Um, like, so there's like a part, I put it in quotes of the parties, but I'll just say it now. Like, when they're talking to the, um, to the droid, and they're like, what, like, why are you doing this? Why did you hook up these people to the ship? And they're like, oh, we don't have the parts. And he's like, that's always what it comes down to, isn't it? The parts. And it's like, that makes no sense. You don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> but like, but it, like, it kind of just encapsulates him, like, him in this too, moment. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> he's just very much like i'm gonna try to sound cool i'm gonna try to seem like i'm a part of the squad and i know what's happening even though i don't know what's happening and so i just thought it was really cute because i'm like i mean you know you tried good job <laughs> do like the that he this is his first uh mickey with a big gun and then yeah. he really knows how to handle it next time yeah. That is a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was really like dancing. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I can't not say it. I just oh, feel like. Oh, no, that's what she said. It is. No, she that's said. what you it said. Is. You yeah, are she. Like, sorry. You are she. <laughs> I couldn't let that one go. I mean, I heard it too. You know, and you know me by, and I usually don't hear them. I usually don't. But I heard that one. Mickey with the big gun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, Mickey's come a long way from the last episode we watched. He's not just, like, hugging on Rose and, like, oh no, Literally what's happening? on the ground, tugging her legs. You know, he doesn't yet have a lineup, but that's soon come. <laughs> and, you know. Dude, what the lineup does. Well, it's like, I mean, I know we're not going to watch the Cybermen episodes, but that. It happens right after this, and I was shook when I watched it the first time. I was like, wait. It changes his acting. It changes his acting. It changes his whole physicality. Thing. Whole like, thing. Oh, this it is what wild. I look like with the lineup. I was like, yeah. when did Mickey get fined? I'm pretty sure I said that out loud when I was watching it the first time. Out. So I was like, hold up. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I didn't know. Wow. And I'm not a person who's like, you need a lineup to be fine. No, it, I honestly I haven't like, heard. Yeah. But also, I like I. You know me. I but like. It I like change a person. It doesn't always change a person. Yeah. But in certain instances, like in that instance, it changed him, and it was weird. Like I just was not. I didn't. And I'm also curious as to how it came. Like, was this a uh the people you know the makeup hair and makeup people on set finally showed up and knew what to do, or was this was Noel being like, so I need y'all if you well, for you know my what? character to feel more confident. You know, like John Boyega, I don't. I think he might have like it's a little bit better in this next movie. I, yeah. I don't remember yeah. seeing him in the trailer, but like yeah. I remember he had tweeted like, "I just got off. I'm done. I rewrapped on set. Yes. Time to get a lineup." And I was like, "Y'all can't get lineups in a galaxy far, far away. Like that's crazy. <laughs> they really not letting he you has get a haircut." One in this next one, and I am yeah, so he relieved. does. But it yeah, was like, so but I want to say it was maybe it was for the last movie. It was because we'd already because 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 the Force Awakens was he, he's um, and this is a whole new. I mean, it is made the galaxy, made the force, but this is the tangent. But he's like in a coma yes. thing. Yes. So when would he have gotten a lineup? No, he doesn't have a lineup in the entire the in the entire first movie. That's the it's just, the problem is that he starts without one. A, he starts without he's, one. He's a droid. Thing. He, the first order don't don't have Barbara. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> no. That's wild. No, they don't. <laughs> Huh? Got I a think- full little like fade up, and he can't get just just a quick. Nothing. He is a stormtrooper. They are expendable. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Truly, I do. But like, okay. The, but the, the point thing? is, the point well, is, is I, that Mickey is not in, in a galaxy cases, far, far away. Correct. He's not like he's just a re- like he just didn't get one, and that's you know it's a choice. It's fine. I, I do. I'm just saying that it transformed him. Correct, and I, I do appreciate that. That is what it that is part of the purpose that it serves in both cases is that both characters come into their confidence and come into themselves 
and choose to get a lineup. It's not like the lineup does it. It's like he doesn't, he doesn't, like you were saying with like the self-confidence and stuff, like he doesn't take the time to take care of himself. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I am worth it. Maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's a lineup, but I'm worth it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, totally. Absolutely. Quotes from the TARDIS? Must be a spatial temporal hyperlink. What's that? No idea. Just made it up. Didn't want to say magic door. What do the monsters have nightmares about? Me. Ha! (laughs) What a good ha. What a good hug. But also, like, the recurring theme of that is is also a Moffat thing, but also a good one. One of the good Mm -hmm. Moffat things. It's very uh, fairy tale, which she loves a good fairy tale. But me too. Which is why I was like, I love Moffat. And then I was just like, oh, he's a Do I? Yeah. Perhaps not. But I do do still in retrospect. Like, the old stuff. You appreciate Moffat. I appreciate it, yeah. Yeah. What's a horse doing on a spaceship? Mickey, what's pre-revolutionary France doing on a spaceship? Get a little perspective. <laughs> that was very Harry Potter to me. <laughs> he needs to sort out his priorities. <laughs> You're not keeping the horse. I let you keep Mickey, which problematic, but can funny. we just say? But funny. <laughs> funny. Yeah. But problematic. Mickey's not a pet. Always take a banana to a party, Rose. I mean, why wouldn't he? Like, he had a banana in his pocket. Let's yeah. just talk about that. What we really need to talk about is who the hell put Bus down after this night. <laughs> <laughs> because whoever it is, I'm fighting. The next time we Austin, apparently. Because I did not. I'm, Claudia, you know you had it in you. Wow. I'm about to. We've discussed this. Are throwing this hands. I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. And it's no. Oh wait, we're fighting. <laughs> we're fighting. Cousin Con fight edition. Pay per view. Yes. Oh yeah. boy, this <laughs> came up in the Slack a few weeks ago, and I did it then too. I, I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't I, there. I missed that one. Yeah, I missed it. That, that wasn't on. I I didn't know about. I didn't know. We would have already fought. If it was a couple weeks ago, we would have fought last week. I didn't see it, so I. Oh god. So the quote, as I'm sure at this point, you know what the quote is. You're so thick. You're Mr. Thick, Thick, Thickety, Thick Face from Thick Town, Thickania, and so's your dad. Bust down. Not bust down. Um, and that is forever insult that I love so much that I use on the regular <coughs> always stare at me when I call them Mr. Thick, Thick, Thickety, Thick Face from Thick Town, Thickania. Mm. So is your dad. Mm. That's a great one. A the doctor one. is worth the monsters. Oh, God. My eyes roll so, so hard. Same, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but you wrote this down, didn't you? didn't you? I did, but but yeah. also because of that. Like, honestly, like, no. it's one of those. And really, actually, because it's such a, like, it's so <laughs> This is so- what I learned. This is, okay, so this is what I was waiting to say, but I ha- we had to get here. Also, the next yep. quote as well. Yep. Mm. RTD lives for the melodrama. Like, everything's so big. Like, I said this already. Moffat does very well with those, like, moments. And that's why I think he did very well in RTD's run as a writer. Um, Having, like, like, I I felt like what it was is RTD's like, we need more. And then Moffat's like, okay, here you go. (laughs) And that, like tug-of-war or whatever, worked really well. Mm-hmm. I am not one for the melodrama mm. to a certain extent, but Bayana, I love it. <laughs> That's why 10 is my favorite because it's the angst and the melodrama and I'm just like, where is my fainting couch? I would love it. <laughs> and I'm always just like, can we not? But can honestly, like, I love it in like a, I, I love it not in a like, oh my gosh, I like angst. I love angst. That's separate. But like melodrama, often it's like, it's because it's funny to me because I'm I just know. like nothing is that dramatic and so like why <laughs> is this so much and it just fascinates me and so in this case like I rolled my eyes at the doctors worth the monsters but I think that part of it is like that's like the whole like that's the entire theme of Moffat's run is the doctor <laughs> is worth the monsters 
So, like, I'm pretty sure Rivers has also something very similar to that. I'm sure. Yeah, and that he's a monster. Like, Amy has said something along those lines. River has said something along those lines. Clara might have, like, it, it always happens. And so, in my head, I'm just like, why? Like, just calm down. It's not that <laughs> and I'm And I am just and like, can we all just take a nap? Three times. <laughs> right. Like, you don't know him. <laughs> like, how do you know these monsters worth the monsters? Because you read his mind that one time? Like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. It's just like. He's got very good PR. Man. <laughs> it's a lot. But it's like. It cracks me and up. And speaking so of more melodrama. Yeah. First here of we all, go. She this says, one. She says. This who, who broke this down? Me. Zion. <laughs> me. You? Yes. Okay. I, like, I wrote it down. In I like the sass. I was like, no. I like the it. returning shade, but I appreci- I do agree that it is ridiculous and melodramatic. So. This is my lover, the king of France. Yeah, well, I'm a lord of time. And I wrote it down because I hate that she said my lover, the king of France. And I'm like, I know that that's technically what it is, but I really just don't feel like you would say it that way. But then I just appreciated that he's, you know, his little jealous snark of like, I'm a lord of all of time. Like, I'm about to fix these clocks. Like, It's also such a, like, man. Like, absolutely. Man absolutely. They were measuring. Like, they were measuring, and I needed them to chill. But I thought Ten's comeback was funny. Yeah. And I was like, really take a nap. <laughs> Just. Yeah. It's not that serious. Like. It, yeah. Both you'll be powerful. okay, Ten. Like, it's fine. That's what makes melodrama hilarious. If you're the Lord of Time, do you need to tell everyone? Yes. <laughs> Have what you else met the Lord doctor? <laughs> also, he's the only one at this point, so he's just like, I am the only Lord of Time. Time okay. Lord Victorious! Boom. Ugh. Time Lord Victorious. Oh, no. Wonderful. How long did you wait? Five and a half hours. Good. Always wait five and a half hours. Which, Which like, is good, but also, literally after six hours, the TARDIS sends you home. But if they're not in the TARDIS, does it do, does it do that? Because they weren't in the TARDIS. Mm-mm. Does the TARDIS just dip? The TARDIS just dips. Like, I mean, the TARDIS probably scoops them up. Like, let's go. It's time to go. They in close pro- <laughs> They in close. If they're in close enough proximity for the translation circuit to work, I feel like the TARDIS could scoop them up to take them home. Like or emergency the TARDIS protocols. Like, I don't care. So bye. But I think he only programmed it to take Rose home. Or like the, Ooh, that was so the would have left Nikki? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like the TARDIS wasn't isn't gonna leave after six hours. It's gonna leave after six hours if a companion's on board that needs to go home. Okay. In my right. head. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying I in my head that in my head canon the TARDIS is petty. <laughs> and it's just like you know what? I mean, it's it would six leave hours. Laura. <laughs> I'm not waiting to land. The TARDIS would definitely leave Clara because they were not feeling each other for a long time. All right, check out blackgirlscreate.org. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WeBlackAndNerds. Use the hashtag TARDIS uh, to talk things Doctor Who. And join our Slack where we have a channel dedicated to conversations about Doctor Who, which you can find uh, the way to join our Slack at blackgirlscreate.org slash community. Yes. There's oh, rules, true. and then there's a sign-in thing, and then you just join, and then you join our Who Watch channel, and then you just talk about Doctor Who, and it's great. You don't just talk about Doctor Who, but you, know, you talk that's about why you get. That's why you come, and then no, I'm saying you, yep. you talk about Doctor Who, and then people ask you 80 billion questions about Doctor Who, and then you have to think about Doctor Who, and then there's like you know. I failed to see the problem so far. Yeah, There's confused. no problem. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't think that you're going to be like, oh, I like that one episode. We're going to be like, and. And <laughs> she says she says this because one of our Slack members is watching it for the first time, and I have so many questions and, and I need to be updated. Right, What's going we're just on? Waiting. Where are you? <laughs> we're just she's not even listening to this. I know she's watching it for the first time. So, right. so if she's, you do, if you do know someone new to who. We will just want to know everything about their Who journey. And also rate interview us on iTunes and where podcasts are found. Tarvis is a part of Hard Knock Media. We've joined the Nerds of Color podcast network, including the podcast Hard Knock Life, Southern Fried Asian, DC TV Classics, Ask By Girls, Desi Geek Girls, We're Not All Ninjas, and That Moment. You can check out all of these pod- podcasts at hardknockmedia.com. That's hardknock, N-O-C, media.com. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next month talking about an episode from season three. So make sure you keep out an eye out for the Twitter poll that we're going to put out um, and vote for the episode we should discuss. Uh, you'll be choosing between the Lazarus experiment. Gross. So that must have been Robin who picked yep. that one. 42. Goo goo. Whoa, 42. No. And the Shakespeare <laughs> Code, which has a Harry Potter. Rem- I think I'm going to win again, you guys. So I do want to say one thing. <laughs> Shakespeare Code is on I mean, the favorite episode. I do want to say something. I do want to make something clear just for voters. This isn't what episode you like most, which I don't yeah. think that everyone is doing this, but no. I just want to make it clear no. because y'all, I mean, you can watch them obviously, but like you also can just watch them whenever you want. This right. is what episodes we're going to watch separately without any commentary on Twitter, none of that stuff. And then we're going to discuss it. So it's more, which one do you want us to discuss the most? Not so much which one you like the most. Yes. Most of y'all probably have that, but just like a reminder. Correct. But also this, this is a community that loves both Dr. Who and Harry Potter. And we have enough Harry Potter and Dr. Who Who, like crossovers. Like that's not new. There's nothing novel about that. We do that all the time. We do it all the time. Also. Wow. 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 Goo goo. No, we can't hear you. <laughs> Your audio went out. <laughs> audio went out. Somehow you dropped something. <laughs> can't hear you. Sorry. On that note, bye, y'all. And we will talk to you next time in Don't space. Don't forget to vote. The black girls have the box.